The Bulls have three seconds to try a shot and try to win the game. This is the Notebook Wagering Podcast. Five seconds left in the game. Do you believe in miracles? Yes! Unbelievable. Coming to you from the betting deck. Don't believe what I just saw. Here are your hosts. All right, boys, let's get it tonight. We are here, the fellas from Notebook Wagering tonight. We got J-Cam, we got Smitty, we got myself, if you follow Matt. Hugh couldn't make it tonight, so we're just going to fire off some stuff. We're going to cover a little college hoops. We might touch a little golf, uh, maybe even a little college baseball, and then we're just going to do some round-the-horn items, uh, anything we like, big bets, the tournament's coming up. Sorry I couldn't be around last weekend, fellas. What do you guys got? J-Cam, hit us off. Uh, not much. Uh, in the office today for the first time since September. Really weird. Uh, I'm sure everybody else is kind of going back as well. I'm all disheveled. I had a commute. I don't even know what that is anymore. I'm used to working from home. Um, all kind of chaos. Cats and trees. All <laughs> kind of stuff. So catching up on the games for tonight. Trying to figure out what, what I like. Everything's at an early start time tonight. One night I need a little late. I need some West Coast action. I can't get any. So uh I don't know. I'll probably be focusing on Thursday here when everybody finally gets to hear this. So that's probably a good idea. Smitty. All right. Let's hear it. Let's, let's go a little uh, pre-game, pre-game rant here. Pre-game rant. Okay. Well, I changed it up a little bit tonight. Did some overs tonight and I have my always fade Duke play in. It's like Christmas. I do it all the time. I love it. I'm forward to now. I just jumped on this. I, I like it. Playing UVA. UVA up is up 22, 18 right now. So um, love the fade Duke play. And I think Duke's a good team, but I think it's fun. So no, just, uh, you know, we were talking off tough college basketball. We're going to dive into it. We have a great guest tonight. We'll get to him in a second. Talking how hard it is. I took some just, man, when I'm losing, I'm losing by like a point. This is hard, but I'm excited, man. Let's get after it. I mean, golf, we're going to talk golf at the end. I'm on a pretty good uh, streak right now in golf. I'm excited. Tough course. We'll talk about that in a little bit, but Let's get after it. We have one of our favorite guys on the show tonight. So re- real quick, before we introduce our guest, Kaminsky, when you said cats climbing up trees, I wanted to pull out the line from uh, Shawshank Redemption. Cats climbing up trees, five times five is 25. That whole mess. Hey, for everybody listening in, we got a little crazy world going on right now. Maybe we can give you guys a little distraction from it, hit some bets, sports, take your mind off it. And without further ado, we got from Big Fat Winners on Twitter. We got Skippy joining us tonight. Got the Skip from out, in from, from out west. Skip, what's going on? What's up, man? I'm in I'm in negative six degree temps. The world's coming to an end. It's a fiasco, man. Come <laughs> on, man. What's up, hey, fellas? Been a that's while. All, that's that's perfect though. Maybe a little college hoops and distract oh, us. I've got I've got nuggets, baby. Mess. I've got nuggets, man. I mean, we're you're talking about Duke. So UVA beat them in Duke just, what, a couple weeks ago, right? Big game. Huge game for UVA, I think. I tell you, for hoops this year, if I would have told you guys, so you're going to have an eight. What's the date of today? 24th? 23rd. 23rd. On February 23rd, you're going to have one team in the ACC ranked. That's crazy, isn't it? How can you? 
worst Florida State team we've seen in years, right? In the ACC, just the ACC in general, down. Carolina's average. Louisville's brutal. UVA wins this. They might get in. In the Big Ten, I mean, just all around college hoops. I think the tournament's going to be wild, like it is every year. And then every year we hope for when it gets to the final, when we get to the Elite Eight or the Four, we have a mix-up. I don't know if that's going to happen where you'll have some of these teams in. But I got some good nuggets. Nuggies. You guys want to hear some good nuggets? Number one. You ready? Yeah, go ahead, man. Fire them off. Number one team. You guys know who the best team against the spread is? You guys love it. It's actually crazy. Middle Tennessee State. I actually wrote this down myself today. Yeah. Nuts. Now – you know who they play tomorrow night? Now, if you're ever going to do a game and people that like to go a little heavier, because you just don't see this kind of matchup, where it's, at least where it's against the spread. So Marshall, they play tomorrow night. I don't know what the number is yet. Marshall's one of the worst teams in the country against the spread. Middle Tennessee's number one at 19-5, and five, followed by you got Texas Tech. You have Toledo who plays. Uh, I think Toledo's playing tonight, actually. Um, Monmouth. Out they of played the, last night, Toledo. Oh, Toledo did. Okay. Covered too, I believe they covered. Oh, they, they, Skip, I'm not going to cut you off. It's one of my favorite teams to play over team points. The last two games struggled. Man, they laid that hammer last night, man. They They put about 90 on last night. Yep. They did. They did. And then you've got Monmouth, Metro Atlantic against the spread, does real well. Auburn at 18 and eight. But Marshall, seven and 17, one of the worst teams. NC State, surprisingly, one of the worst. So these are just teams you have to just hammer. The worst in the country, Pacific. Pacific is 5-20. and 20, But so Marshall plays tomorrow. And I got to believe Middle Tennessee, who I think they've won seven out of eight or seven in a row, they might absolutely hammer Marshall tomorrow night. It's a big game for them as well, um, just on their side of the conference in Conference USA. Um, that's a game I like. Tonight I gave out a little fatty on an over-under. Not that I – just to one person, Jay, Jason, the bishop from the junkies. He's like, I need a winner. So I gave him Valpo Drake over 137 only because Drake's been scoring and Valpo is one of the best teams on overs in the country at 18-8. and eight. The best team, boys? Does anyone know who it is? I know one of you wrote it down or no. On overs? Yeah, over-unders. I mean, this is a crazy number if you just rode this team. And they play no defense, and they score a lot. I'll give you a hit. Mid-American Conference. Toledo's Conference. Score all the time. Eastern yeah, Michigan. Buffalo. Bowling Green. Bowling Green. Buffalo I was going to say, listen, one of my favorite – I've talked about this conference. I'm going to dive into the conference here in a little bit, but, yeah, Roll it, Skippy. Good stuff. Bowling, Bowling Green, and here's here's one. So Manhattan out of the Metro Atlantic. Two years ago, they were the number one team in the country for unders. All they did, they wouldn't score. Now this year, they're 17 and six on overs. There, there's it. They have Marist on Friday night. Um, so those are just some nuggets. And then as far as some team, we can get into all this stuff. But as far as teams to watch. By the way, one one other thing. UC Irvine and Austin P are the two teams in the country. If you want to go under, Austin P, 23 games, 5 and 18. Now, I don't know if anyone follows off. They're from the uh, Ohio Valley. We're Murray State and all that. They, last year, were really good at score. They were a high-scoring team. It might have been two years ago. They played a lot of overs. This year, they're one of the worst. And then UC Irvine out of the Big West is, is the worst at 4-14. and 14. And IUPUI, do you guys ever follow them? Possibly oh, yeah. the wor- 
They are the worst shooting team. I believe us four, and I'm even going to bring Q in for the fifth. I believe we could we could play with those kids. They're the worst shooting team. In fact, two weeks ago for the Super Bowl, Dougie Boy said, hey, I'm doing a big parlay. How about he took the Rams minus three and a half with the miss extra point? It cost him. I'm gonna give. I'm gonna tell you. I'm gonna. You won't even believe. I won't tell you the number. But so he had a parlay with Cleveland State. They planned because it was a. You know that was on Saturday. He said, "I need your best parlay." I'm unloading. He puts an enormous parlay. Cleveland State beats IUPUI. They're laying 22. I think they beat him by almost 50. And then he's got the Rams three and a hook. How about that? How about that drop extra point to put it in you? I mean, when you're betting big and you lose much, he says it's the worst beat of his life. But um, so, the, and, and one other team, we'll get into them. If we talk about them as the, they'll, they'll probably be in the tournament is North Texas. Now, North Texas is a team. They're six fifth. They do not play high scoring games. They've won 12 in a row. They're a team. If you get them in the first round of the tournament, I bet they'll probably be a 13 seed, maybe even a 14. If they get in, they're a team that will scare, they could scare someone on the right that they just play slow pace and lock you up defensively so anyway fire they, away they, they so, got so the last year in north texas in the first round yeah that's what i mean they they scare me the the team for me if you had one team one team right now if you said who's your each one of you who who do you guys have for your one team that you say because i've got mine i gotta believe one of you is going to take it but out of the mid-majors if they're the one team you're like don't want to play them I think it's a no-brainer outside of North Texas too. I, I have mine. I'm before we do that. Uh, I just want to jump off two of the things you said. So Marshall does play, or uh, Middle Tennessee State plays Marshall tomorrow. The line is at minus eight and a half right now. I mean, you have to hammer it. Yeah, you have I to. Completely agree. And then on your three worst teams, you said IUPUI. The other two, I believe, at the very bottom, they played Sunday, and I bet it. Eastern Illinois, Ooh. And Southern Illinois at Edwardsville. And oh, I believe yeah. the line was like 128, and they didn't even come close. And no. I just hammered the under. Yep. And Eastern Illinois is another team. They are so, they stink. They can't shoot. And Edwardsville, like you said, that whole conference, because that's, you know, in that conference that, the, you know, you have Murray State. And I think more, I think it's Moorheads that, that lead in that conference. Whatever. I think they were even a top 25 team. I don't know if they lost last weekend or not, but, and Belmont usually, but you, yeah, you can, you can win on some unders in that conference. That conference two years ago was a pretty high scoring conference. And last year and this year, not so much. I like that. So uh, let's touch on your other proposition to us for our mid-major. Yeah, the one team that you say in the first round, it doesn't matter what they're seeded, you do not want to play them. I don't know if technically mine is a mid-major, depending on how their conference gets rated, but mine is Wyoming, and here's why. Uh, Hunter Maldonado scores 19.5. NBA player, NBA player, probably. Yes, and he's a guard who, which we all know, they say the tournament's ruled by guards, and then they have Graham Ike, who scores almost 22 a game. Big Not kid. Only that, yep. They're actually a great free throw shooting team. And with those two guys, they actually can play slow or I'm sorry, they can play fast, which they prefer, but they can play slow, which they've proven because that conference has two total grinders in Boise and San Diego state. I liken them to oral Roberts from either last year or the year before 
with that guard who can just light it up. That's one team that I would not want to face in the first round of the NCAA tournament. Love the Oral Roberts from the summit, baby. They're, they light it up again this year. They might get that. That conference is wide open. Wyoming, yes. I mean, that's my country out here, Wyoming, and obviously Colorado State. I wouldn't consider them a mid-major, but I guess maybe they'd be. You know, the you know the Mountain West, I don't know if that's considered mid-major or not. But Correct. I mean, that's why I said I, it depends how you're categorizing it. So I mean, shoot, San Diego State, when they made the tournament a few years ago, they've done some serious damage too, obviously. But that, it, that tournament's going to be wild because Boise, Wyoming, Boise, Wyoming, CSU, or San Diego State, any of those teams, and then you have a team like UNLV on a particular night, or even New Mexico once in a while, I watched them beat. I can't remember who I watched them beat a couple of weeks ago, a team that should have hammered them. They beat so, Wyoming? Yeah, that's what I mean. yeah, so that's who it was. It was Wyoming. So what, who else? What do you got, Smitty? I like that one, though. Uh, man, I'll tell you, I've been skippy on the show the last couple of weeks, man. I've been talking about Vermont. I love the team points. Oh, the Catamounts, baby. I love them. But, you know, we just talked a little bit off air. I mean, it's hard for me well i really like and i'd love we're going to get in we're going to dive into the belmont murray state game here before we let you go here tonight big game that's that's a big game tomorrow so murray state's very dangerous and you know again i think toledo i like toledo it's a team that i take all the time with team points now they let me down two, and i would write the boys i hit five or six straight team points with toledo now they lost two they lost the game and then didn't cover and didn't shoot well Maddie, who was that again? Was that against Kent State? Which Kent State's playing extremely Oh, I'll tell you. I'll tell you exactly what it was. It was against Kent State. They were laying like 8 to 10. The game started, I think Toledo was down by 17 or something early and <laughs> never caught up. Final score was 72 to 59, Kent State at yeah, Toledo. Yeah, yeah absolutely. I, yeah, you're right on that. And so Toledo's a team that I played again last night and I, you know, I'll oh, give a little shout out to the Mac here in a little bit. Uh, Cause I, I love that. I've been bringing them up, but I would, you know, that, that conference to me is always scary. I remember a really good Georgetown team years ago. I mean, years ago uh, that played Ohio in the first round. Oh, I remember Ohio that. Ohio just thumped them. Yes. That hammered them. The, yes. Hammered them. Yes. Hammered them. Cause I remember I just, man, I think I just was, what a, and that was like 10, maybe 10 years. I mean, it was years it ago. It was a while ago, but Ohio made a little run in that. I think Ohio won their next game too, made it to the Sweet 16. I know exactly. They killed Georgetown. Killed, and that's that wasn't a bad Georgetown team. Killed No. And, you know, I'll get into it, but, I mean, that, that whole conference, you got Toledo, you have Buffalo, and you have um, Ohio again. All three of those teams, I think, get in heads up i mean I got they'll only here. get one though they're oh only yeah yeah two. whoever wins that yeah only one only one so whoever wins that i hope it's toledo man skippy i said we had brian ralph on last week a really good basketball mind and i brought up um you know vermont toledo i said south dakota state too south dakota state on my list, i'm throwing baby. out too many you said one i gave you about 10 jason take it over <laughs> No, I, you know, you're talking about the Mac. I like any of the top four teams, whoever gets out of that tournament, because this is going to be a grinder. Buffalo, Ohio, Toledo, Kent State, all those teams are going to probably be on like the 13 line or the 12 line. They're going to no be dangerous. Question. I don't I, even know. I would say for sure, I would be, I don't see 12 from there. Do you? I see 13 at the best. Probably 13 or 14. Yeah. yeah especially yeah, if it's yeah, exactly. uh, Buffalo or uh, Kent State. So that's going to be a dangerous matchup for any three or four team going against those guys because they can score. And there's some teams that are really good this year that can't score. Um, so they get behind. 
Uh, I like North Texas. Like you mentioned, they can lock anybody down. They proved it last year. And it's a lot of the same team coming back. Um, you know, I don't think the A-10 is necessarily mid-major. They're kind of like Mountain West. They're not like – yeah. they're not big, but they're not small. But Davidson, if they're shooting, can beat anybody. Oh, they're, they're then, legit. Yeah, they, they, the they team can I kind of like is uh, from the MAC, like you mentioned, Monmouth is good, but I'll take Iona because they got oh, some guys. Oh, you stole guys it, pretty- man. Come on. Oh, <laughs> you took it. That's my team, man. I would never want to play Iona from the from – the, uh, what is it? The double, the MAAC, right? Metro Atlantic. There's no chance I'd want to play Iona with Rick Patino. He's won the championship. Have you watched Iona play, fellas? They, oh, yeah. They play legit D. And if they shoot it well, that's a team I'm telling you, because that would for sure be a 14 seed, right? They're going to be a 14. Yep. If they get, now they'd have to get in through, you know, anything can happen in their tournament, but that's a team that I would not want to play. For sure. Hey, it'll be interesting they, where they get seeded though, because they did beat Alabama. They have a quality win. I know. So they, they could actually sneak up a little bit uh on the seeding, but yeah, definitely they might be able to get a 13. I think I think possibly. Yeah. I think a 13 is probably their ceiling. No way are they gonna go up to eleven and they're not gonna get a 12 with the plans. Right. Yeah, but no, no, I, I, think, I agree. I think 13. the lowest is a 14. Right. Yeah, so, they uh, won't be below a four. They'll they'll be 13 for maybe because they did beat Bama, like you said. I'm just saying that's a team. A couple other teams I wouldn't want to play if I if now there's an enormous game this weekend in the Missouri Valley. So a team Northern Iowa who just got would do it did not play well early, hotter than balls right now. Shoot lights out. I watched them hammer Missouri State on Sunday on ESPNU. They've got UL Chicago coming in. Um, or Loyola, sorry, Loyola Chicago comes in. Now Loyola Chicago beat them. By I believe 31 earlier in the year, they're different Northern Iowa team. That's a team in Northern Iowa. I think they hit 15 or 16 threes on Sunday. They can, they're playing good ball. That's an that's for first place in the Missouri Valley. Or is that the Missouri Valley? Yeah, Missouri yeah. Valley. Yeah. That's an, that's enormous game this weekend. Winner the winner the winner wins the league. I think. Yeah, and I'm so. taking them with some uh, over team points tonight. They play. They're in action right now uh, at halftime. Northern Iowa is at Indiana State. The old Larry Bird. Got to be beating them, right? Uh, no, they're down one, 41-40. But again, scoring points, man, 40. I wish I would have jumped. I think the team point over was 73, 74 off the top nice. of my head. Nice. Right there, right there again. A good team. I've hit a couple times with them. I've been playing these team overs, these points and over-unders a little bit. That's a good team, Skippy, a really good team that you just brought up there. The, the reason both – so Missouri State, who they played on Sunday, and Northern Iowa, they're either one and two or two of the better, which is huge when we as we get into these tournaments. When you're doing overs or team total points, obviously what's one of the most important things? Got to be able to shoot free throws. Teams like them, you look at some of these big-time teams – they can't shoot free throws to save their life. Number one, one of the worst is Alabama. They'll kill you if you're laying points late. They'll be up 16 and you'll see, they'll just hack. They'll hack that. They can't shoot the ball. They can't shoot. They can't make their free throws. Drives me nuts with these teams. But Northern Iowa, I think they're number one in the country or, or up there. And, and Missouri State's another team. And a couple of the teams before we move on, Oral Roberts was one. If they get in in the summit, because that that conference tournament was South Dakota State, Oral Roberts, North Dakota State. I would like an. I think South Dakota State or Oral Roberts would scare me. And out of the Big Sky, 
you know, I like we have you guys seen Weber State play Weber State. Now they're behind Montana State, but Weber State can ball a little bit. Not afraid of playing bigger time, big time teams either. Weber State, they've got a, the one guard. I don't know if he's going to make the NBA, but he's legit. Um, other than that, we kind of touched on the other teams that that I like that I would say would scare me. You know, I just want to bring up we've been talking about. So I wrote down top scoring teams. And, you know, you go down the board, you got the Zags at 89, of course. South Dakota State, 86. Yeah. And then Arizona, really high score. And Iowa put on a show last night. I had Michigan State last night. Man, what a dumb bet. Never night. in the game. Never in the game. I think, Matt, we were talking on text last night, me and Maddie. I think, Maddie, did you have that game last night? Uh, which, which game, buddy? Uh, Iowa, Michigan State. I did not. No. Okay, I had Michigan State, but we were going back. Man, lack of effort. Just they've lost. They lost. I think five in a row there. But hey, worst Michigan State team we've seen. And I know people say they're eighteen and nine. The worst team we've seen from them in a long time. No scores. No superstars. No scores. No shooters. No, no shooters at all. But I want to hit on this because we brought these teams up just to put it out for the audience here. Uh, number five, Oral Roberts, eighty-three points a game. Oh, they light it up. Uh, Bowling Green, Skippy's brought them up. We talked about them in the MAC, one of the best conferences. Man, you like points. That's the conference. 81, Buffalo, uh, the same, 81.6. And then you got Toledo down to 80. I'll tell you, Skippy, you said something great. And I just want to bring it up because this team, when I wrote it down here a little bit ago, I was really shocked because this was a team. So you brought up um, Manhattan, that was one of the slower teams. This is a team that in the Ivy, that's always, and they about beat George. It seems like everything I'm saying tonight, a team about beating Georgetown or didn't beat Georgetown in the conference. How about Princeton when Alonzo Morning played? That team, the weave, the real slowdown. How about Princeton? 78, 78, 80. 80. They roll it. Let me tell you something about the Ivy this, this year. You look up Cornell as well. Cornell plays some overs. Princeton will play some overs. Penn will. I mean, compared to the Ivy a few years ago was brutal. They would just all of them would score in the 50s and 60s. But, yeah, there's some teams because they keep those totals pretty low. What's the Valpo score with Drake right now? It is a two-point game. Drake's up at half. What's what's the number? 30. 31-29. Low scoring. Looking a little low. Yeah. Well, 137. I like there. Who was Drake? Yeah, Drake's Drake's on Missouri Valley. I thought they looked really good against Loyola. Um, I think the three teams out of Missouri Valley are Drake, Loyola, and Northern Iowa. I'm not impressed with Missouri State. I've seen them a couple times, and I think games they could have won, they've given away. But, yeah, no, you mentioned with the Ivies, the tempos. uh, Yale's averaging – they're in the top 70 in possession, like possessions. Uh, Cornell's 11th in possessions per game, uh, Columbia 64. So they're not playing slow ball anymore. Really Dartmouth's the only sleeper anymore. Dartmouth, so. Dartmouth is the only slow, slow team. And, and conferences that used to be really high scoring, like the Metro Atlantic, where you, the, the, the MAAC, where you've got Manhattan and Iona. A few years ago, that conference outside of Manhattan, Fairfield and, and uh, Niagara, Canisius, Quinnipiac, all those, they would score this year. Not so much. Not a super high scoring conference in which kind of like I said, college basketball this year is really, uh, you know, you, you know, I, I know Auburn. Auburn's not only good against the spread. I mean, a lot of people think that, you know, they could make a run in the tournament. But when I think of the tournament this year, 
I mean, I don't know, outside of a, just a small hand. I mean, not even a full handful. I mean, I just see any of these teams like on a given like Baylor, you watch them on a given night. I mean, they got lucky to beat an average Oak State team the other night who beat them once. Um, we've seen Kansas do bad things. We've seen all of these teams at one point. You're looking at them and you're like, well, I mean, if Duke loses again tonight, you're going to be like, what? Virginia beat him twice. I mean, Duke just escaped the other night by two points against, what was it, Wake or Clem? I can't remember who it was. Might have been Wake on a tip. There's, I just don't see the dominant teams I've seen in the past. And even then, the tournament's crazy. So I think, I think taking some dogs this year in the first round, I think you can cash some tickets. Yeah, I've said, about, I've said about Duke, and, you know, I'm kind of having fun with the fade the Duke play, and I was I started with when UVA beat them. I was on Florida State, and, again, Florida State, just way too many injuries, way too many guys are hurt right now. But um, Yeah, they, they're, they're brutal. Yeah, But I think it was Coach K's, like, I don't know, grandkid or something, hit a three-pointer, right, like five oh, yeah. seconds left in the game. I'm like, and that put that that made me lose that. So Duke's up five right now. Jason's like, uh, you know, the thing about Duke, I've said it, I, I think, you know, we said it with Brian last week, a lot of people on Visa and a lot of these other people, they really think Duke can go really far and they had the talent scares me a little bit about the shooting sometimes with Duke outside. The only thing and I brought this up to Brian last week, and it was just myself and Jason doing the show last week with Brian or uh, Ralph. And uh, I said, just, is it going to be one of these weird things, a little conspiracy thing about getting Duke in a good spot because it's coach K's last year. And does he get the call? And I don't want to be that kind. I mean, I, well, I am that kind of guy, so I'm going to, who cares? Um, you know, can they get him through? Yeah. I mean, they have the talent. Can they get some calls? Cause they know he's done after the year. I mean, we'll see. I mean, how it goes. But. I wouldn't be surprised at all. If you get Duke in the final four, not even because of that, just because, but I also won't be surprised if you see Duke out in the second round, if they play a team like a UNC Wilmington or one of those type of, you know, it's one of those teams from the colonial or whoever they're going to play. And I own, I mean, you could see a team like that beating Duke for sure, because like I said, I don't know. And I don't even know. I mean, I know Gonzaga, you know, has, has been dominant obviously, but when they played stiffer competition this year, we watched Bama just beat the, I mean, again, I don't know. We'll find out. I'm not, I know Gonzaga is, well, and, and again, it's what we said last year and they did make it there and then Baylor pummeled them, but I won't be surprised. I mean, Gonzaga is a, obviously one of the better teams, right? I mean, if you're picking a favorite, you say they're, they're going to be think, a hard out, right? I think they're good. You know, a stat I heard the other day, they said, if you're a senior there as a student or a player, they've never lost at home. Yeah. It's, an, I mean, it's, yeah. And, and, and again, they even, for them, no matter what they do in their tournament, obviously they're in. The only other team, I mean, San Francisco's pretty good, right? Like I tell you, I'm looking forward to the the, the, uh, the NIT tournament. That's going to be pretty good. I know a lot about. I've been. I haven't been doing games betting ones, but I've been following a lot of teams. Like some of these, I've been watching a lot of hoops just because. At night when I'm up, it's just and you see San Francisco. I've watched a ton of teams that I've never watched before because there's more hoops on now than ever between Fox Sports, CBS Sports, all the ESPN channels. You can get a lot of different games. So it's kind of neat to watch all the different teams. And I've seen so I'm I'm excited for the NIT. I don't know if they're going to do the other tournaments this year or not. I mean, they canceled them last year, but I would imagine they will. And there's a there's a perfect segue that you guys have set me up for. So Close your eyes, but really don't close your eyes. Clean your mind. 
And if I give you this team's resume, I want to know if you think they're in or not, in or out without me telling who they are. Because I heard today that everybody thinks they're a lock to get in. And I and I personally don't see it. So this team is 22 and seven. They play in a technically a bigger conference, not one of the mid-Americans, I'm going to say. Even though they probably are, they're kind of like my Wyoming disclusion earlier. They are Ken Palm 26. Let me just double check real quick. Ken Palm 24. And I believe they're 13 and three at home. Would you guys, just hearing that alone, would you guys put this team in? Well, yeah, I don't, how many quad one wins do they have? That's the key. Does it say there? Because really the, the quad one wins are huge. Like Northern Iowa, or who was it that we were talking about earlier? They have four quad. Oh, TCU this weekend. Huge game at home. TCU against, I think, Texas Tech. TCU 17 and 8, but they've got four quad one wins. That's that that's huge. They got Texas tonight, and I think they're winning. Yep, up five at the half. Yeah, I mean, that's huge. Does it can you find how many they quad have, ones? They have three. I'm gonna say that they're in. Okay. And- Interesting because you guys touched on this team, but they and, don't get a lot of play. Uh, it's San Francisco from from Gonzaga's conference. I would put them in. I've watched them play a few times. They're an NCAA tournament team, but they might not get in because they lose their tournament, and that would be a shame. But yes, they're legit. Yeah, and I agree with you. But they're third right now. They're behind St. Mary's as well, yep. and and yep. it's rough to just for St. Mary's to get in every year. That'd be a shame if they're left out because that's a good squad. That is a good squad. They had a bad loss recently, though. You can't lose at home. I think they lost at home to BYU, too. I think they lost to Portland, which was the bad one. Oh, that's a bad one. They lost one. And Jason might remember this because Jason's so good remembering this kind of stuff. I had them. I can't even remember what the bet was. They got up by 24 points in the first half and then lost the game. Yeah, I mean, that's yeah. so you say that, you know, those type of things will kill a team like that, because when the committee talks about it, you can't lose to Portland, who's a disaster. And then you can't lose like I think they lost. I don't know if it was B-Way another. You can't lose the game you're talking about where you're up 24. But they've looked. But again, they've hammered some teams, too. So they'll they'll have to I would think if they they'll have to win in their tournament, at least get to the finals and upset St. Mary's or somehow screw with Gonzaga. Other than yeah. that, I, I don't think they'll take two from that, that conference. They lost to Portland uh, February 8th by one point. Yeah, that's and, brutal. And it's funny you bring up BYU a few times because I believe it was Lenardi's bracket I looked at today. He had them first four in or, so, or first four out? Yeah, it was very shocking to me because I would not have them in there. No, me neither. This is the worst – as far as viewing, I've unfortunately I've had to watch them several times this year because they've been on and I've just been watching hoops. They are not a fun team to watch. They're not that same. Remember the BYU a few years ago? I mean, they just rolled it. They had shooters everywhere. And they'll play some games in the 60s too. I don't even like watching them, but I don't think they're a tournament team at all if they get in. I can see them getting waxed, but we'll see. Lenardi yeah, knows more than I last seven. Sure. Yeah, exactly. I mean, why would you put that? Why is Lenardi? have them in in that conference you're losing five of your last seven but but well, he knows more than i do 
done. Before we let you go, Skippy, let's. This is a perfect segue for one more talking point we can jump in on. So this other team that I wrote down right now, we all know who they are, and if you don't, then you haven't watched any sports in the last four days. They're fourteen and eleven. They're probably going to get need to get to nineteen wins to get in, but they have good good rankings all around. And their last five games, they play Rutgers at home. Number 15, Illinois at home, Michigan State at home, number 25, Iowa at home, and then they go to Ohio State and play the 22-ranked Buckeyes. They have to go at least three and two to get the 17 and 13 and then maybe win two conference games. I would not put them in, brother. I, I would not either, but it's Michigan, and they're still yep. on the bubble. And- I know, but I, I just don't – when I watch them play – Again, it's like Michigan State who's got the 18 wins. I mean, neither one of those teams, if you took those names off those jerseys and put Poo Poo Central on both those and some of the time you watch them play, you'd be like, that's not a very good team, even Michigan State. And Michigan this year, you'll watch them play and you'll be like, some games you're like, you know, they're not. And then you watch them play and you're like, is that is that a high school team? I mean, they they just get, I mean, it's, I think Howard should be gone person, not because of what he did. I just don't think he's, doing i don't think he like i think the coach they and i can't remember the old guy they had they had he was there forever he was a beeline he's money he's so money he was so money and i know he wanted to get out of there but i i just think i just i i would say for michigan to get in from what you just said they'll have to go three and two on those games and they better make a run in their tournament and they better go deep into their tournament with two wins or three. Well, before these before these other two chime in, I completely agree. I think Howard actually should have got fired. I mean, this is his second time. I I know there's so much surrounding it. Who was right? Who was wrong? But it's it's just it's it's a repeat on his part, and he hasn't coached well this year. They say he's a really good X's and O's coach. I'm intrigued to see if Phil Martelli does a better job with the X's and O's in these last five games. I mean, he he could actually be coaching for. A new job. I don't know if he wants to coach again. Martelli is Rutgers? No. He's the old uh, St. Joe's coach. St. Joe's, yeah, 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 yeah. But who's Martelli coaching now? Michigan. He's the interim for Howard. Oh, he's the Michigan. Okay, yeah, he's the old St. He took St. Joe's when they had that one guard. Delonte West and and, uh, what was the other guy? Nelson. Yeah, Nelson. Yeah, Delonte West is finally getting got some help and stuff. Yep. Uh, my thing real quick on this, because I want to ask one more before we let Skippy go with the one more game. But uh, my thing with this and I, you know, the thing is, I, I switched the game off. I had Michigan in a teaser with Butler. Butler blew a big giant lead on Sunday. And again, Providence it's like, lost. Like Skippy would always say shenanigans. Uh, oh, they couldn't believe couldn't believe Butler lost that game. Oh, couldn't lose it. But but uh, so I knew Michigan was going to cover. I shut it off, turned it back on. I agree with Matt, you know, and here's the thing with uh, a couple things with this, you know, you've heard every, every show has an opinion on this and that's fine. And I'm going to try to not irritate a lot of people here. I think he should have been done for the year. I, I do think that the Wisconsin coach should have got a game or two just because, and Howard first was going through the line fast, did say something. And the guy did grab him. Now, Howard saying that he grabbed my elbow and I felt, thr- I mean, come on now, shut up. Come on now, you're stupid. I mean, stop. Now, Howard then grabbed him pretty hard. 
then it kind of got crazy. And then there was a hit. And I don't care, you know, these people saying that this guy ran his mouth, it doesn't matter. You can't hit people. Bottom line, you can't hit people. Simple no, as that. I agree. And I like agree Matt 100%. said, and like Matt said, and Jason wants to chime in here with this. Like Matt said, second time, Mark Turgeon last year, he tried to charge. So, bottom line, do I think Juwan Howard should have been fired? Absolutely not. Do I think he should have got the rest of the year done? Yes. Should I do I think the Wisconsin coach should have got maybe a game or two? Yes. Well, you know, the rule, the rule on that, the Wisconsin coach was right to do that. You're able, I can't, I heard him say it. it, The rule was in Wisconsin coaches favor. You're allowed to call that timeout. If it happens in back. No, but I mean, I think Jawan Howard thought because the game was out of reach. He was calling the timeout. There was something where they explained the rule. The point is the, for me on that thing, I mean, it doesn't matter what you think or what the coach did. You don't ever do that. In a, we just don't see that. So to me, you want to dis, I mean, I don't care. I don't think he's a great coach anyway. And I think Michigan's going nowhere, but the bottom line of my, and I'm done and I'm going to let Jason go. Cause I know he wants to go. Don't, don't full court press. They called a timeout. Michigan called a timeout. I think one of the boys, Jason might've done it or Matt or something with 50 something seconds left. Right. Don't, don't, Hey, a game's a game. Dick Vitelli then came out on his like scribble pad now and yeah. like, posted it and stuff yeah. and said, and said, a timeout's a timeout. Jason, go for it, man. Hey, number seven recruiting class last year, number seven recruiting class lined up for next year. Like, he's stocking them up. So he's got the coaching staff there. He'll figure out the anger issues. I mean, it's it's no different than football, right? If you just put, get the Jimmy's and Joes, you'll figure out the rest. So they're not going to run them off. Like, this is as well as they've ever recruited from a basketball perspective. So – He'll figure it out. They're not going to run him off that easily. So, no, I don't think, I don't think, and I don't think he deserved to get fired personally. No, he wasn't mad about any of that. He was mad because they needed that game. They first half looked really competitive. I actually thought they were going to win just watching the game flow. And I was shocked that that game got away from him as far as it did. There's only guards. Like, you know, Brooks is a nice player, but he should be like the third guard coming off the bench and he's starting a big minute. They have no one can score. You know, last year they got lucky to get the Harvard transfer, uh, Smith, who kind of made everything kind of fit together, right? They just don't have that guy this year. They got the big front court. If you, if you don't have guards, you can't win uh, when you get to this level, and that's the biggest thing for them. Now, they have a point guard coming in next year. Hopefully, he can kind of get that right, but it still looks like they recruited heavy to the front court. You know, th- that's what's going to be the downfall for a lot of these teams is that their front courts are much better. Auburn's in kind of in that situation a little bit, too, where their guard play can get a little wonky at times, so – um, yeah, Michigan, they'll hit the transfer portal. They'll go get themselves a shooting guard, and they'll be fine. Uh, my well, last before we let Skippy dive into what you want, Smitty. Uh, Howard did the same exact thing with the timeout. Like, it was a few games ago against Indiana, I believe. They were up by 18. He called a timeout with 50 seconds left. Yeah, he, he, he's not mad about that, and, and that's just a poor excuse. That's what he used. He just – I don't know. He's a hothead, and I'm going to kind of rebuttal what you said, though, Jake, even though it's not a rebuttal. So he's got the seventh best recruiting class. He's got the seventh best next year. But they're not winning. What's he doing with this talent? Is he wasting it? I mean, do you think kids might start transferring out of there? I, you might have a couple. I don't know what Dickinson's going to do. I don't see him as a very good NBA player, but I could see him going that route because he's, he's, you know, fairly mobile seven-footer. He's going to have to adjust his game, be more of a stretch guy there. But, you know, that's the one thing. with it, The rosters are so fluid in college basketball. You've got these four coming in. You know, you can mix and match, you know, a couple of these kids that came in last year don't really fit what they want to do. They can go on somewhere else and you go find yourself a backcourt. I mean, 
it's just crazy now. So I he, he can pull those guys in. The Nike money can pull those guys in. It'll be fine. What'd you have for me, Smitty? You got something else? Yeah, just before we let you go, because you know, you 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 really wanted to talk mid-majors, and I know we've taken you a little bit over your time here, but tomorrow night, man, Belmont at Murray State. What's I mean, you talk about a game. I mean, these are two really good teams. Murray State seems like they're a little bit more um, you know, they waxed them pretty good uh the first time they played at Belmont. I think they beat them by 20 something. Three-headed monster. I really dove into this today a little bit. Three-headed monster by Belmont. They got two good guards, big center. Murray State runs a more three-four guards. Um, but Williams is a really big player. Big game tomorrow. What's your thought on maybe um, you know gambling wise? I don't know what the line is. I mean, Jason maybe can look up uh, if he can get anything. Maybe some predictions on that. But what's your thoughts on that, Skippy? Tomorrow night, big game. I got the line. Oh, you got the line. Throw it out. Line is uh, over under 144 and a half. And right now, Murray State is laying three and a half. Yeah, I mean, I would probably, I mean, probably it's an ESPNU game, too. They usually put that game on TV. I wonder if it is on tomorrow night. Um, yeah, I mean, the leader in that conference, I think, is Moorhead. But no, it's it's Murray. Murray. Is it Murray? Yeah, yeah that's right. I'm sorry. It's, it's yeah. Murray. Yeah. So I. Moorhead's a good team, though. Moorhead's not bad. No, Moorhead's not bad. I think Murray's going to get them again. I've I've watched Belmont a couple of times this year um, struggle early. Now, they pulled away from some of the bad teams, but I've seen them in some close games that I don't think they should have been. I thought they should have waxed a couple. Like, I think it might have been Eastern Illinois recently, or I can't remember exactly who I was, who it was they were playing, but – I would go with Murray State in that game. I mean, it's a huge game. I mean, they're at home. Is it Murray State at home? It is at home. Yeah, I gotta is. go. I gotta take the home team there. The the play. It's not a big. And Murray State's gym is not a big gym. The place will go wild. Um, I, I would I would roll with Murray State there. I mean, I don't love that game just because I'm not focused on that game tomorrow night. But I would if I was going to do that game, I'd probably lay the points they, and see what they happens. beat. They beat Belmont 82-60 earlier in the season. Yeah, hammered them. Yeah. And, you know, both teams right now coming in, uh, Murray State's won 16 in a row. Belmont's yeah. coming in at 10 in a that's row. That's what I mean. Murray Murray State's a team, like you said earlier, that's a, that's definitely a mid-major that should have been on this list. I had Belmont on there, too, but Murray State needs to be on there because they're only getting one, obviously, um, and Murray State might be that team. So, yeah, this was good, man. I'm going to – I'll check in with you guys again as we get into the tournament. We're probably going to do a show, if not next week, Two weeks from now, probably on a Tuesday night, we'll do our shows. But, yeah, we'll, we'll keep you guys posted. If you want to have me on again during the tournament or whatever, I'd love to come on. So That'd be great. We'd love to get you in mid, man. So, yeah, bring the show back, man. We miss it so much. And uh, thanks for your time. We appreciate yeah. it. Yeah, love joining you guys. Hey, Middle Tennessee State tomorrow night. We have to do it. We have <laughs> to do that. Hey, you Skip, got you got Skip, you got to do it, man. Do your little sound, man. What What's the sound effect? Which one you want to hear the? I want to hear. I love this game. <laughs> there it is. <laughs> what up, boys? I love it. Hey, thanks, Skip. All right, boys. Good luck. Hey, thanks, See man. Have a good night. See you. Yep, you too. I'll tell you what. That guy. I've known that guy now. I've only met him once, but um, man, I've talked. I mean, I've been friends with him now for years on uh, some phone calls and. Uh, 
text messages. That guy pounds the overs and loves pounding the overs, and he is a winner. So glad hey. to have him back. Hey, real quick. So he was right. It's actually on ESPNU tomorrow. But two of our talking points earlier, Austin P., who is fab, plays Southern Illinois Edwardsville tomorrow night at Southern Illinois, who's favored by minus one and a half. But I'd look the under of 130 and a half. That's probably going to be just one ugly, crap garbage game tomorrow. <laughs> you know what I thought you were going to say? I thought you were going to say that was on television. <laughs> because, well, no, probably, here, no, here, here's the thing. Somewhere. Somebody wrote it's this on somewhere. Somebody wrote this today. And this is so funny. Somebody wrote about ESPN and they said, uh, they said, come on now. Can we, we have uh, cornhole and they had another sport, probably that spike ball, whatever. Yeah. Sheila always, Dr. Yeah. Brand always. And then he said, we have um, tag. They play tag now all the time on ESPN, one of those crazy channels. And he said, can we get, and this, maybe we'll end this with call it a little college baseball before we, we only have a little bit of time, but uh and he goes, can we just put college baseball on? Why are we playing tag? And we're showing it. So that's great. man. That's where I thought you were going with it. No, but it's, <laughs> it's going to be on TV somewhere. So. No, that was so great. Great, to- great basketball talk. I mean, that was, uh, man, there's some good, you know, one game, you know, I wrote down a couple of the games. I thought uh, tomorrow night, you got, you got the Zags, San Francisco, Got Ohio State at Illinois, big game tomorrow. You got the Belmont Murray State game, UCLA at Oregon. You know, this is a time that Oregon always seems like they get it right. UCLA, uh, the point guard was out the other night. Uh, Johnny Juzan was supposed to not play, but he did. I had Arizona State. I lost by probably another point or two. It was real close. And then Maryland at Indiana. Indiana on a five-game losing streak. Man, you talk about a team that's desperately needing a win it's Indiana. Anything jump off the board there? They played well enough the other night though to win in Ohio State. They kind of got unlucky there. They they got to overtime. They had it. They were winning going into overtime, and then you know as Tim Murray on Beeson loves to say, "That's where underdogs go to die." That's what they did. Um, yeah, no, I was looking at the same games that you were. Um, I get another game mid majors since we kind of were talking a lot of that tonight. You got Seattle at Utah Valley. That's for two and three in the whack. So, you know, Mexico State's probably the clear leader in that conference, but if they, they should trip in the tournament, these are probably the two teams you're going to see. And, and both of them could, you know, scare somebody. They're probably going to be a 13-14 seed. They're decent enough. Seattle's actually been having, like, one of their dream years here. They're just not good enough to compete with New Mexico State, but they're probably better than the rest of the WAC. Um, so I'm looking at that game. It looks like it's going to go off by Utah Valley as a four-point favorite. Um, so we'll see. Uh, Belmont Murray State should be good. Now, the other, other part of this with Belmont and Murray State, remember, Belmont's leaving the Ohio Valley. They're off to the Missouri Valley next year. So it'll be interesting to see if there's a little home cook in there for Murray State, who I think is still in the Ohio Valley um, next year, um, to see if uh, they kind of make sure that they get into the tournament. I think Murray State's in regardless of what they do in the Ohio Valley. Um, I think they're kind of like in that Gonzaga where they're head and shoulders above everybody and then everybody else is playing for a bid. They almost want them to lose in the tournament just so they can get two teams in. Um, you know, UCLA and Oregon, like you mentioned, is Oregon finally coming on? That was a really nice performance down against Arizona in a game I think all of us had. I think you talked us into it. And um, can they keep it going? And their guard play has been questionable this year at times. And then you got the Gonzaga at San Francisco. It's, it's going to be interesting. 
San Francisco, Gonzaga, when they've actually been somewhat vulnerable, has been against good defensive teams. San Francisco is a good defensive team. They love to shoot three-pointers. They, they fit the profile of an uh, um, underdog kind of guy. So I think, you know, if they're hitting threes, they can actually maybe shock the world there. I'm going to drop two, two dimes here real quick. So uh, there's two teams that we all have our ups, our downs, the ebbs and flows. Two teams that I'm fading. Somebody touched on it earlier, I think it was Skippy. Alabama, to me, I'm, I mean, I know they can go out and beat anybody. But if they have one cold shooting game, they're one and done. And they're, they, they can't make anything from the foul line, which he said. And the other one is Texas, and they're proving it tonight. They're losing it at home to TCU, 41-36. They have four guys who all average double digits, but they have no go-to guy. And Chris Beard just he, – he can't seem to get the talent to match what he's used to when he was at Texas Tech. And there he always had one go-to guy, even though he wouldn't drop huge numbers, but it was somebody who always wanted the ball. He doesn't have that at Texas. That's a team that I'm going to look for at the tournament to probably – I don't know about – picking them to lose outright the first game, but I'll probably take whoever they're playing getting points because it's probably going to be substantial. I mean, they're probably going to be a four seed playing the, a uh, 12 or 13. And I mean, they're probably going to give double digits. Uh, that's the team. I'll just look to fade immediately. Yeah. I want to jump on what Jason said, not to <clears throat> really pounding this Belmont Murray state game tomorrow night, but I looked, you know, again, I said, Murray state, they're 16 in a row. Belmont's 10. Look back at it. They beat Memphis. Now, Memphis came on late, man, really got pounded the other night again. And that's just, but they beat Long Beach State, which I was really, you know, again, West Coast, I, I kind of look into it. I did not know Long Beach State is winning that uh, conference out there. So mm -hmm. they really put a thumping on them. And here's the key one with Murray State. And I think Jason said this well was they played Auburn this year at Auburn 71 58. I mean, that's not a bad loss. I mean, that's, you know, going to a place that's, I mean, did you, yeah. Did you lose by double digits? Yeah. But I'd have to go back and look at that. I think Murray state's into the, I think they deserve to get in. We'll see what happens with that. So um, Saturday really quick, and then we'll jump off. I want to hit golf really quick and maybe just drop a, a real quick thing on college baseball. And we got about eight minutes here. But I wrote down some games, and I just want to do because we've been saying this, Brian, last week on the show. Saturday, some big games here in the Mountain West. Boise State at UNLV. Man, did UNLV put a pounding on me last night? Man, Nevada, you stink. Steve Alford, just go away. That was horrible. That team does nothing to me. I'm done. I'll never touch Nevada ever again. UNLV is a sneaky team. But that and Colorado State at Utah State. So two of the games I have circled, boys, is our Mountain West. And I know Jason loves the Mountain West, talks about it all the time. I do. Uh, UNLV is interesting because that, that was a trap game last night. Um, I think we all saw it as a trap game. And, you know, Nevada had enough to be, like, at least competitive in that game, and they weren't. <laughs> and so UNLV's got the star guy. It's like they've got all the momentum. They're going to get that conference tournament on their home floor. And like I said, the Mountain West tournament is going to be the most entertaining tournament out of all of them. They have like seven teams that can legitimately win two games or, or more. And different styles of play, like Maddie alluded to earlier, you got some really slow teams like San Diego State and Boise. You got teams like Colorado State who love the run and gun. So you're going to have a clash of styles. Uh, you know, everyone in Vegas, you know, when you get all the other tournaments going on, it's going to be a good time there. But, uh, yeah, no, I, I think UNLV at home against Boise, I, I got it right here. 
it's probably going to be either a pick or Boise, maybe favored by two. And uh, that's because it looks like that actually holds out. It looks like Boise should be a slight favorite, but I can't go against Bryce Hamilton. He's got those guys rolling. All right, let's let's uh, finish this off. Smitty, let's hit some golf, uh, quick college baseball. But before we do it, uh, Kaminsky and I did a hockey handicap contest for a guy named Monkey Capper on Twitter. Check him out. I started out super hot, and now I've just gone 500, 500, 500, 500. Nothing. Can't get two in a row. Can't get 0 and 2, anything. It's just a grind. Kaminsky's jumped way up the standings. He's made a good run. I, I think you're in ninth now. Yeah, balling off. It's terrible. Yeah, me too. <laughs> I, I had a better night last night picking some dogs, but check that out. As, again, his name's Monkey Capper. He runs some good stuff. Uh, golf. Smitty, we got the Honda Classic down at the Bear Trap. Cool. Uh, I'm I'm gonna just I'll rattle off my squad real quick and I'll I, I'm I've already changed it twice and who knows I might change it. <laughs> I had Ricky Fowler and honestly, no chance, no chance, Ricky. I think you've actually developed into a loser. I'm not happy with you. I scrapped him out. So here's my plays. I took Gary Woodland even though he's in horrible form, but he has six, I believe, top tens at this course in a row potentially. I took Zach Johnson. As a long shot, my my two solid plays to me are Kepka and Louis Oosthuizen. My mid-tier guys, I have Keith Mitchell, Russell Knox, and then I took another flyer on Sung Kang, who's in pretty good form to finish top 30. Yeah, this one, this one's hard. And, you know, I've come in, I think I've hit five weeks in a row winning card. Last week, Adam Scott, thank you so much. Thank you for wearing that tan sweater or pullover about nine days in a row. I think they were, they were taking pictures of him still wearing it this week. Um, just on that, like hitting the balls and stuff around uh, some course, but I hit Adam Scott top five. I had Neiman to top 10, which he won the tournament. So that's two straight weeks. I had the winner on my card. Now the sad thing is I had him top 10. They won the tournament. I wish I would have flipped it, but Hey, what can you do here? So we're going to get after it. I'm going to post mine tonight. I'm in the final draft. But this one's hard, man. Matt said this. Bear trap, man. These holes, man. 15th, Matt. Par 3, 179 yards. 16th is a par 4, 434. Man, I would have to I'd have to punt the ball or throw the ball up there to get it there. Uh, 17th is a par 3, 190. The 18th, 556. Guess what? I'm taking a tent. I might, it might take me seven days to hit the green on that. Water, 15 out of 18 holes have water here. Bunkers, bunkers, bunkers. Now, Louie, Pam Matanata that we've had on the show, she loves him. Good guy off the, uh, out of the sand traps. Short iron, guys, you got to take in this. They got to do a lot of layup. Hey, the winds, keep an eye. I read so many articles about the winds. Winds could be bad on Thursday, too. I got to see the update here tonight before I do my final thing. I have about... 12 people. Now I said that to a friend today that asked me what I was going to take. Cause he said, you're winning every week. I want to take some of your guys. I said, well, I got 12 right now. I got to finalize here tonight. Like I always do. This is tough. Now Matt said a couple things here. He had um, Keith Mitchell. Keith Mitchell was on my, I really like Keith Mitchell. I don't know where I'm going to play him. I got to look at the odds. I like Keith Mitchell. I like Tom. Uh, I like Tommy Fleetwood, uh, Matt playing over in Europe. You know, doesn't like going way out west. 
coming a little bit. He loves Florida. Keep an eye on that. Billy Horschel, another guy out of Florida. I really like on that. Knox, I like too. Like keep an eye on Knox. Now, one uh, show I heard, they didn't like him much. So we'll see what happens here. I'll put it posted tonight. I'm excited for this. Not the greatest golfers here. I mean, there's some really good golfers here, but not the greatest like it's been. Very hard course. I'm excited. Let's try to go for six in a row. Yeah, this is a this is a weak field compared to last week. And I agree with you on Billy Horschel, but that SOB has burned me so many times. He is not getting any more of my money. I don't care if he wins the tournament. I, I, I can't lose any more money with that guy. He kills me. And so does Fowler. And so does Ian Poulter anytime I put money on that punk. So, all right, moving on. Last tidbit, college baseball. I know you guys have dug into it this past weekend. The season finally kicked off. I just have one team that I want people to look at, and it's Oklahoma State because they 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 this year, to me, are the not really a sleeper team, but they're the team with the two big horses. They have two pitchers named Roman Fansalkar and Victor Medeiros. Both throw gas. If you have two horses and you can get into the tournament, which most likely they're going to do, but it, 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 that's a long way off. And they started out very impressive early. And if you want a long shot, look at, uh, look at Long Beach, Long Beach State. I personally am going to take a flyer on Virginia if I can find a good number. That's my other long shot. Those are three plays that I like this year when you look bigger picture college baseball. So for someone who's uninitiated in college baseball, that's definitely not a sport I've looked into. What's the best resources for people to learn? Because obviously this might be the baseball we'll be watching here uh, as MLB kind of, I think what they have until tomorrow to to opening day pushes if they don't get a deal done by tomorrow, I believe. Kendall Kendall Rogers. Kendall Rogers is one of the best, I think, on Twitter. Gotcha. I think he does a podcast too. Yeah. Excellent. And if you're looking for like a website, just go to it's d1baseball.com. They have just typical top 25 reports, and then they'll throw other tidbits in there, injuries, uh, underdog of the week type, like stuff like that. So there's there's plenty of things to find. But, yeah, I'm glad you said that on Twitter, Smitty, because I don't have really too many people I follow on Twitter for college yeah, baseball. Kendall, Kendall Rogers, I think, is one of the best uh, baseball guys that I follow on that. No, great weekend. You know, I think Q said really quick, we want to wrap it up here and try to keep it like about an hour here, but I'm going to go fast here. This is one of the best sports here. You know, Jason said it too, base, Major League Baseball in jeopardy here. This is great. And that's what that person was saying on uh, about ESPN. Man, put these games on. These, these are great games. There's midweek games. You know, coming out of the gate, Texas best team. Man, did they thump Rice? Rice is usually a really good team. 7 0, 15 1, 14 2. They outscored them 36 to 3. Vandy, number two team. Now, they don't have a, uh, what's his, Rucker and um, um, Lighter. They got a new team, but some really talented. They were number two. Man, Oklahoma State, Matt brought them up. They came in there and went one and two. Um, Oklahoma State went two and one. What Vandy at home went one and two. I mean, that's a really good team. They dropped, they dropped down to number five this past weekend. Uh, they have Army this weekend. Mississippi State, a team that won the national championship last year, started out slow, played Long Beach State. They went one and two. I mean, this is man, good baseball here. You got Stanford. I'll tell you a team. So LSU, I think brought in the Arizona coach last year. 
They also brought Jacob Berry. Jacob Berry is very high on major league boards, third baseman, outfielder, big power bat, second baseman really tore it up. I think it's Dowdy or something. I might butcher his name there. I think he won a uh, player of the week. He really put on some big games there. Now they played Maine. We could have maybe played Maine. I'm not sure how good Maine baseball is, but I'm saying you right now, you go way up to Maine and you're trying to play baseball. Probably not a good thing. 13-1, 17-8, 21-6. They put some points on the board. Stanford's another good team, but they, 2-1, Cal State Fullerton, good team, 1-0, one 11-1. I'll tell you a team to keep on the points. I lost, I lost the over on this the other day. Wright State, I believe, put on a lot of runs last year. I had them at 15 and a half. Can't even remember who I took that, boys, was Sunday. It was 15. I lost it by one. Wright State scores. They they score. So keep an eye on them. Tennessee is a good team. We're going to dive into this a lot. You know, here's the thing. East Carolina, good team ranked. They lost. They went 0-3 on the first weekend against Bryant. Liberty, Q. Q was talking about this because he loves Florida. Uh, Liberty went into Florida and took two out of three games against Florida. This is one of the best sports, like Q said. You can find that dog as the dogs go crazy here. The dogs are barking. You can go and you can find some money on this. So college baseball, we drilled it with regionals, super regionals, college world series last year. We're going to get back into it. All right, boys, I got nothing else. Great show. Glad we had Skippy on. Hit some college hoops, hit some golf, a little hockey talk, and then wrap it up with some college baseball. You guys got any finishing points you want to drop off? Oh, it's just uh, it's time to get into college basketball here. It's time to find your small schools. Uh, be ready for the tournament. You get the, about a week away here from the small uh, conference tournaments, which are always excellent, especially when it's usually one bid is state for the leagues. And a time for me to fully dive in and be ready for that uh, tournament preview for everyone so everybody can make some money uh, when we get to the big dance. Hey, Smitty, real quick. Uh, Kemba Walker going to sit out the rest of the year for the Knicks NBA player props. Look, uh, Knicks guards coming up for some uh, extra action. I'll tell you what, Matt, I I really miss that. Uh, you got <laughs> me into that, and I, I've been doing okay. But, man, you yeah. snuck me into those player props and that because I don't watch a second in the NBA. I track nope. it a little bit. That who's that? That rookie. I love Oklahoma. Giddy man and man and man. And I've been playing the same guys over, but that's a lot of fun. I don't like the NBA. I like I watch it in the playoffs, but that's a lot of fun. But yeah, best of luck to you guys. Um, you know, Duke's up eight now. That's not good. The Christmas day of Duke losing is not good for me. But um, a lot of fun. Good luck with the hockey. Great basketball talk. Get ready for conference tournaments. Three out of the four guys are going to be in Vegas for March Madness. So I guarantee we'll probably post some pictures and maybe we'll just put Jason in a suitcase and take him out with us and, uh, and have fun. Yeah. Just make sure look for my liver and the rest of my organs I left out there in September. I'm still healing up. So I got, I got to pick some winners out there, man. There's going to be some good minds. I'm going to be with Betty Messiah is going to be with me. Hopefully we can uh, cash some tickets. So great show, man. It was, it was a lot of fun. All right, everybody listen, check us out at notebook wagering at Smitty bucks and at notebook wagering. J cam hit us up with questions, picks, anything you like. We'll get back to you. Have a great night and bang your bookies, everybody. 
Thanks for listening to the Notebook Wagering Podcast. Make sure you subscribe so you don't miss any episodes and be sure to follow at Notebook Wagering. Until next time.